Hello and welcome to Abemus Papam, episode 171, Gregory VIII. Dear brothers and sisters, Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Abemus Papam. So last week ended in a dramatic moment. Pope Urban III was about to excommunicate the Holy Roman Emperor Friedrich Barbarossa when he was forced from the city he was living in. And on his way to Venice, he supposedly heard about the disastrous battle of the Horns of Hatton and the subsequent fall of Jerusalem to the Islamic armies of Saladin. And then he died, whether of sickness or shock or a little bit of both. It doesn't seem to matter. The cardinals met in Ferrara, recognizing that this was a huge moment in the history of the church and they'd have to step up to the plate. Now, they had three candidates for the papacy. The front runner was Cardinal Henri de Marizac, the Cardinal Bishop of Albano, who was elected Pope last time around but declined the job. The second was Cardinal Paolo Scolari, the Cardinal Bishop of Palestrina, but he was sick at the moment. And the third was Cardinal Alberto di Mora, the Cardinal Priest of San Lorenzo in Lucina and the Chancellor of the Holy See. It was looking like Cardinal Henri was going to win, but he didn't have enough votes yet, so the cardinals suggested that they try and negotiate to figure out who to elect. Now, Cardinal Henri, however, stood up and said to all the cardinals assembled, that's crazy, you can't elect me. Horace Mann gives us a translation of his speech, which was taken from a chronicle at the time. He said, I assure you that I will never accept the dignity, and my lord of Palestrina is on account of his weak health, wholly unfit to bear the burden of the papacy. There remains then the chancellor. Amongst us, there is no one so suitable as he. He knows full well the rights and customs of the Roman church and is beloved by the princes of the earth. As for myself, he concluded, I am the servant of the cross of Christ, ready to go forth and preach it to kings and peoples. And we see in that speech that the thoughts of the cardinals in this election were on the crusade. They knew they needed someone who could take the reins capably in the current situation. Someone who, unlike Urban III, was a little bit more diplomatic and who could end the conflict with Friedrich and unite the Christian kingdoms to return to the Holy Land. Henri knew that job was not for him. His job was to preach the crusade. And so he declined again the papacy and pointed out Alberto di Mora, the people chancellor, as the only fitting candidate. Alberto di Mora was born of noble parents in the city of Benevento in the Papal States. At some point, he became a Premonstratensian or a Norbertine canon at the monastery in France. He then studied canon law in Bologna, most likely with the young Pope Alexander III. And then he was brought to Rome by Pope Adrian IV, who appointed him Cardinal Deacon in 1156 and Vice Chancellor of the Holy See. He was later made the Cardinal Priest of San Lorenzo in Lucina. Now, I'll spare you most of the diplomatic work that he did for the various popes that he served, but it was extensive. One mission he was entrusted with, however, was the excommunication and reconciliation of King Henry II of England. After King Henry II caused the death of St. Thomas Becket, he was brought to reconciliation thanks in part to Alberto, who met with the king in France in 1172. In 1178, Pope Alexander III appointed Alberto the papal chancellor thanks to his organizational skills and his knowledge of canon law. Which brings us up to his election as pope. Alberto was known to have a calm, diplomatic temperament and a real heart for church reform. He was upright and morally and virtuous, and he took the name Gregory VIII, pointing out that he would follow in the footsteps of the great Gregory VII, the primary agent of reform in the medieval church. He was consecrated bishop on October 25th in 1187 in Ferrara, and like his predecessor, he would never step foot in Rome during his pontificate. Pope Gregory decided that the papacy needed to be focused on two things, 
church reform, including curial reform, and the crusade. And so with that in mind, he sent envoys immediately to Friedrich Barbarossa, saying he was willing to come to terms regarding the outstanding issues between the papacy and the empire in order to bring about peace and focus on the crusade. And as he started making his way back to Rome, Pope Gregory likewise tried to enforce clerical discipline in the reform of the clergy. Pope Gregory stopped on his way back in Pisa because the cities of Pisa and Genoa were fighting and he needed them to stop so that their navies could help ship the crusaders to the Holy Land. And he was able to achieve a reconciliation between the warring cities and he got them ready for the crusade. But just about a week later on December 17, 1187, Pope Gregory fell ill and died. He was buried in the Cathedral of Pisa and was succeeded by Pope Clement III and we will talk about him next week. Thanks for listening to Habemus Papam. You can check out the rest of the Catholic Bites podcast at catholicbitespodcast.com or on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Thank you and God bless you.